What's going on everybody? I'm Tammy Talks and this is the review for This Is Us Season 3 Episode 10, The Last 7 Weeks. So This Is Us is back with Part 2 um, of the third season and it chronicles the last 7 weeks before election night. Now I was hoping when I saw the words pop up on the screen that it wasn't going to be just a brief overview of the, of the past seven weeks and then we jump right into the future. But luckily it, it picks up right where it left off. So what I'm going to do for this review is kind of go um, Pearson by Pearson. I guess it's the easiest way to do this. Let's just get Kate out the way. Can't stand Kate. Kate bothers me. Oh, she's so draining. So... Kate and Toby are having, they decide to finally create the nursery in their apartment. So Toby has like his little man cave bedroom and they're like, let's turn it into a nursery and like, let's really get this popping for baby Toby, baby Kate that's coming in. So they have a yard sale or I think they like go through and start boxing up different things to take for donations, right? So um toby i guess had a box of i don't know if they were star wars but they were like some type of action figure that was a collector collector item for whatever reason kate thought dns meant donations now here's here's the thing now i get how toby wrote do not sell is dns one lazy on your part toby like do not sell it's like less than 10 letters you could have just wrote that however i have i would have never thought dns means donations so there was a flaw in their system for one so toby kept his cool um a lot cooler than i would have been if like some type of collector thing got sent for donations or sold or whatever the case Kate was somehow able to track it down and she goes to this Fred house where this little nerdy guy came out and he's like if you're here to get the the box back not gonna happen so she gives this um this long drawn out story about how she's pregnant and she doesn't have anything to pass down to her baby from her childhood because when she was younger her house caught on fire and then her dad died in the fire and she's going on and on about it and that boy was like okay girl still not gonna sell it back to you so toby is like you can tell he's visibly upset (laughs) visibly upset about it but he's keeping his cool um he's back on his meds thank god so he's not like super super depressed about it so that's one thing we can be extremely grateful and thankful for that you know Kate doesn't have to deal with that on top of being pregnant so Toby um he kind of knows that it's 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 a done deal it's a wrap for trying to get those figurines back but I guess after hearing Kate's story about how she has nothing from her childhood which I guess I didn't really think about when their house caught on fire like yeah y'all really have no like tokens or like a toy or anything from your childhood so I can understand how that how that could be upsetting to someone so Toby 
is back in the room and he like built her this um like football this like little miniature or to scale football arena that they could i guess play like little games in which was reminiscent of the one that jack built her when she was younger so he contacted kevin got some pictures of it and replicated it for her kate does not deserve toby i don't care what anybody says i have never ever thought that she deserved toby um he's such a sweet and lovable guy so for him to go through all that trouble and build that for her even though she did try to fix it and she ordered some little figurines off of ebay he was like nope he knew those weren't his right away so she gets like overwhelmed and she starts crying because that's what kate does and he calls kevin and it's like so there has to be like what's wrong with her what do i do how do i fix it whatever the case so kate and toby was like filler to me um it felt like they had to have them in the episode <laughs> so they just kind of wrote them in but i don't i don't feel like their storyline truly progressed in any way i guess them actually taking the time to um they're taking, I think, the baby more a little more seriously before, you know, Kate didn't want to, she didn't want to know the sex about the baby. She referred to it as like an it, like she just didn't think that she would be able to stay pregnant this way. So, I don't know, but their, their storyline this past episode was not necessary at all. Kevin. So, Kevin gave Zoe a key to his place. Um... I have mixed feelings about Zoe too. I I get she's guarded because I get she's guarded because her father used to touch her, her father used to molest her. Um and I can imagine that's something that's hard to talk about, hard to deal with and you know, it's something that she probably pushes to the the furthest furthest back of her mind. But I I don't know, like she seems into Kevin but she doesn't. So, like, it's clear that she likes him. Um, at first, it seemed like she was only kind of with him because she wanted to meet that, um, I think it was a writer. And Kevin was going to go and meet this woman. And she was, like, super geeked about it. But, like, now you can tell that, like, she's in it for Kevin. She likes Kevin. So, when he gives her the key or officer the key or John Stamos as he called it she um she seemed like reluctant but she took it <laughs> so the beginning of the episode when the episode first starts um before we go to the last seven weeks we see her giving the key back to Kevin saying I can't do this anymore so we um and I guess people, like, I was confused. And I'm like, oh, when did they move in together? So we do see that eventually she does give the key back to Kevin. It's not working for her, whatever the case. So now that Kevin knows that his um, that his uncle is still alive, that Nikki is still alive, he's trying to go through to see how he can get, like, more records to try to prove that he is indeed still alive. So their meeting um i want to say it was down at like va affairs or veteran affairs for 
for like some record retention to see if Kevin can get some type of paperwork that proves that his uncle Nikki is still alive. Um, <laughs> the lady there tells them, mm, you need to prove that you're next of kin. So I'm going to need some type of um, documentation to prove that you are. Um, Zoe's like, oh, well, I have a, a senator. I think she said a senator or somebody council person that I know that can be able to get us the clearance for the documents or get the signature since they needed like the signature of an elected official to get the papers released to them so Zoe meets up with her ex-boyfriend who we find out is the guy the elected official and her and Kevin go and he homeboy immediately came in with an attitude (laughs) so She's telling, he's like, she's telling him, oh, well, we need to get the papers. We went to Vietnam, blah, blah, blah. And they're like excited, like, all right, cool. He's about to help us. And my man's looked at her and was like, wait, you called me for this? And I said, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, sir. Uh Uh-uh. That's not, mm -mm. don't do that. Don't do that. He has such an attitude. He was like, I thought it would be for something important and blah, blah, blah. And Kevin was looking like, oh. So Zoe is like, what's really good? He tells her that he thought enough time had passed and that he was over her. And he kind of blurts out that she broke up with him, I guess, via email. And Kevin is kind of looking at Zoe sideways like, wow. So he gets back to his apartment Um, It's New Year's Eve. He's at his apartment and he has the documents and he's looking over it. And like the entire time he's looking at all of Zoe's boxes that are all over his apartment because she still has not unpacked. And I guess it's been a couple weeks since she had officially moved in. Or because I believe I feel like she lives... I feel like she was, I don't know if she was living in New York. She was, she wasn't living in the same city. So, but you know, New York, DC, all of that is like so unbelievably close that it's like a train ride away. So I think, but I I don't think that she was like in the same city. So they get into an argument and he's like, so like she's, she brings in his tux and she's like, I got your tux and what's going on and she's like leaning over him from the back like hugging him and like reading over the the documents because he said that he didn't really understand what the paperwork was saying and she's looking and he like gets real pissy and was like oh my god get off of me here just read it yourself so you don't have to breathe down my neck and she said oh what's you know what's wrong (laughs) what did I miss and he kind of asked her like when are you gonna unpack or do you know how serious are you about this or are you gonna move on and you know break up with me over a text like you did you know your last boyfriend and Zoe was like I didn't want to move in with you anyways you forced it on me she tells him that he's pushy and he forces things on people and she you know just kind of went along with it so it turns into an argument he says some things to her she says some things back to him and he was like she you know she in turn was like 
fuck it. She turned and she left. So we don't see them again until election night. And they're at Randall's, um, his election party with all his volunteers and stuff. And that's where we go back to the first scene of the episode where we see her give the keys back. So he, Kevin approaches Zoe at the party and she gives the key back to him and says that she can't do it. So Kevin is like, you know, he's he's hurt. He visibly deflates and he kind of tells Kevin, um, tells, I'm sorry, tells Randall he's proud of him and all this other stuff. And he leaves, <laughs> walks out and he leaves and Zoe's looking at him and I think she kind of sees her future walking away. And it's kind of like she realizes, oh, my God, I truly do love this man. What am I doing? So she, like, chases after him. And (laughs) as Kevin is walking, he's like, I have Mace. And she was like, what? It's me. And he turns turns around and she was like, do you carry Mace or pepper spray? And he was like, no. So they're talking and she confesses to him that because of what her father did to her in the past she has this wall up and not just about um like her love life just about her her life in general how she likes to feel in control and likes to have this sense of independence and her moving in with Kevin it scared her because she realized that she was falling in love with him and she was willing to you know she knew that by doing that she was going to have to give up more of herself or more of her independence that she was you know comfortable within her little bubble form to be with him and like he understood it she asked for Jane um John Stamos back and Kevin gave it back to her and they like they made up and we the next scene we see them unpacking her stuff and we see her I, th- I want to say the most relaxed that we have seen Zoe be her entire um stint on the show like when we first saw her and she was like I th- want to say it was at Kate's wedding with Deja and it's kind of like she she was the fun one but she was like stern at the same time and like now we see her coming into her own she's in a stable relationship with Kevin who I did want to get back with Sophie but that's not gonna work but we see like I like them together I think they're a cute couple um interested to see like how far that goes to me I still don't think it's okay that you are dating your sister-in-law's cousin but sure so and then finally Randall so um the episode does pick up with Randall still running for Alderman and we see Beth coming down and telling him to wake up because Tess is up and Tess is the older one because Tess is up and she doesn't need to see her father asleep on the couch so I'm thinking it must have been a couple of days later, but after we see some dialogue between Randall and Beth, and she was like, so after our conversation last night, you're still going to run. And Randall was like, absolutely. And they get into this argument where he tells her that 
she doesn't understand what he's doing because I don't remember if he called her jealous or not, but he says something to that extent where are you just mad or upset because I have something that I truly care about right now and you don't. And then he hints at because, you know, last year he was a stay-at-home father and he didn't work and now she doesn't work. And I said, oh, rando. Like, people, when people get into arguments, especially with someone that you truly love, people say whatever they can to cut you. But like, Randall was so out of pocket for that. And you can tell it stung Beth like <laughs> immediately. And she was like, she like just walked away and was like, I'm gonna walk away before I say something, before you say something. Was I'm gonna walk away before I say something, before you say something that you're going to regret. Um, so. Next, we know we see Randall down in Philly and he's working with Jay Woo, Jay Wow, working with Jay Wow. Um, and Jay Wow comes up to him and gives him an envelope and was like, I finally found it. I got some dirt on the Otterman that you can use. And I guess he had a DUI and he basically paid for the ticket to go away. So Jay Wild gives it to Randall and was like, you can leak this to the newspaper and without a doubt, you'll win. Now it is New Year's Eve. So Randall, um, I think Jay Wild like asked him, did he want to, did he want to like go and do some other work or if he was going to sleep there tonight and Oh, this is what I missed. So I guess a night or two before that or prior to that, there was a scene where Randall was working late in Philadelphia and he told um, it was around Christmas and he told Jay Wild to call Beth and tell her she was going to be late again or that he was just going to stay in Philly again. I, I presume he I don't know if he's getting a hotel room or if he's just sleeping in his office. Um, so then when we do see him come home, Beth is like wrapping gifts. Beth is wrapping gifts and he heard on the radio that the other alderman was, I guess, was doing the interview or the actual alderman was doing the interview and he was saying how he never saw Rand Randall's toting himself as a family man, but he's never in church. And his his family is never in church and he's always alone. So is he truly the family man that he is? So Randall knows that he needs to go home and ask Beth to come to church with him or to start showing up to more events with him. And that's when they get into the argument, the back and forth. And that's when he was telling her. I guess that you're just upset because I have something that I care about and you don't. She was wrapping gifts because she asked him, like, do you know what the girls got for Christmas? Because I do, because I went out and did it all by myself and did all this other stuff. So that was that was where that argument came into play. So New Year's Eve, we see him telling Jay Wild, nope, I'm going home. I have to get a blueberry pie for my wife. That's literally all she wants to start the new year. Um, because Randall was working so late, he goes to a local bakery and the woman 
when he gets up to the counter, <laughs> he asks for a blueberry pie. And she was like, ooh, just sold the last one. He asked his lady to make him one. <laughs> um, I was like, nigga, what? Make you one? Absolutely not. Because it, it was probably like 10 o'clock. Ain't nobody making no pies. Not at all. So he sees the reverend from the church in Philly there. And they're, they're talking and they have this conversation. Um, and Randall kind of explains that it's not that he, he doesn't. What was it? Ah, I can't remember the conversation. They have this conversation where the reverend kind of sees who Randall is as a person. Not just as the the politician, but he sees him as a human. The man who honestly and truly wants to make a difference. Not as someone who's running or who like pities the people in that community. So that's why he's coming down and that's why he's driving down to try to lend a hand or give a handout. So they have this conversation and you can see with every every word that Randall says about how um how his father raised him how Jack raised him to and told him that he would always be great and he would be this amazing man and right now he doesn't feel amazing he doesn't feel like he's this great man because of you know xyz so the pastor is telling him um that he is a great man. You are a great man. And if you are that great, then why are you why not just go out and fix everything in the city or in the neighborhood that needs to be fixed? And Randall kind of tells him, like, if I fix one light bulb, then I'll just see the other 15 that are broken. And he's kind of telling him, like, I don't want to just fix the little things in one neighborhood like I want to help the community I want to help fix and build up the community as a whole so the reverend um ends up giving Randall the last blueberry pie because he's the one that bought it and as a result of that Randall knows like after that talk he like has a pep talk and he kind of made peace with himself that I'm done running you know I don't want to run for the election anymore I'm, I'm Gucci. I'm good. He throws out the information on the Otterman and he goes home. Um, him and Beth have a conversation where he kind of apologizes and he tells her, you know, he's he's done with it. He's made his peace with it. And Beth is like, no, I want you to finish. And I'm like, ma'am, y'all had like... <laughs> y'all done fought and he done slept on the couch and you like y'all had this whole situation and now you want him to run again so then we fast forward to um sunday where sunday that is the sunday where beth is telling randall to that she wants him to run and she says well i'm gonna get the girls up for church let's go so deja tests annie they get them all dressed up they're you know an amazing smiling black family black love just exuding off of them and during service the reverend gives not only the alderman his props but he give randall his props and he kind of 
um, he begs Randall for all intents and purposes because he tells the congregation that either man would do a great job for you. So when the Reverend gives his stamp of approval, a lot of people in that church went and probably told other people in the community and like that helped Randall because the black church the pastor is everything so if the pastor if my pastor said you cool then you cool so we get to election night and it was tight it was a tight race and they kind of told them that they wouldn't know the results until after midnight so Randall tells his supporters y'all go home we won't know anything until tomorrow morning, but he thanks everybody that has volunteered and has worked on the campaign. Um, and they head home and while him and Beth are laying in bed and they're talking, he gets a phone call and Randall won. Now, this is us. Don't think we forgot about the, the flat, the future the flash forwards where it looks as if Randall and Beth are divorced. That's the that's the mood that a lot of people got from those scenes. Um, so Randall's d- diving hair first into politics. He doesn't know anything about being a politician, right? He's he's not an alderman. He was a what did he do? He was like a weather a weather trader. Or something like that before so I'm wondering if the toll of him being in politics is what takes an effect on their future their future selves like does he go from alderman he takes it a step up and next you know he's mayor and then governor so I'm wondering how that tra- how that trajectory is going to go and if that does have some type of effect on there so the next episode, Kevin tells Randall and Kate that not only is Nick alive, but Jack knows because they find a letter addressed to Jack from Nick. So I wonder if Jack helped his brother fake his own death to get out of the army. I wonder why he didn't even tell, like, I wonder why he never said anything. So while I'm not a, a huge fan of like the the um the flashbacks to Jack Jack being in the war, I do want to see how that all transpired and what happened. I'm also curious to see Nick's reaction to <laughs> his nieces and nephew. I mean, to his nephews and his niece running up on him because he was i mean the army the army took a toll on him and the army changed him for the worse so i'm interested to see how that dynamic and how that relationship is going to work but until then um thanks for listening be sure to rate review subscribe i'm on itunes soundcloud and spotify if you have a friend that likes this is us tell them to tune in and i will see you guys next wednesday